Hey fellow entrepreneurs, welcome to Buckets and Boomgates with Kim White and Carrie Zarb, where you get to be the fly on the wall in weekly conversations that are designed for you, the entrepreneur. Business can be hard, and doing it alone is even harder. That is why in this show, these two business owners will share across the globe what they have experienced so you can get serious results while having fun in your business. It's now time to join today's conversation with Kim and Carrie. Hi, Kim. Hey, Carrie. What are we going to talk about today? Carrie, I think we should talk about how to start your team. I think that's a great idea. Where are we going to start when we're talking about starting our team, Kim? Let's start pre-team. Ooh, before the team. <laughs> I like that. I think sometimes we get in a hurry, Carrie, and we we do things in a poor way because we don't understand how to do something. And so this I, this is going to be a little bit tougher episode. Let's just say that. Because it's going to be a little bit heavier, but it's it's a game changer when you when you like figured this part out. So Kim, tell me when we want to start our team, where do we start? Well, most people would tell you at the beginning, Carrie. I'm going to say we need to start before the beginning. Okay, so we'll go back in time. Let's hop in our time machine and go back for you and I both because we've already got teams, but we do want to explain the process for those tuning in. So we need to jump in our little time machines that might be a red and a blue Hellcat. <laughs> Yay! That's our favorite time travel, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that whenever you're thinking about starting a team, it's usually because you're desperately overwhelmed or you're tired of doing some particular activity in your business, or you want to give control over to someone else because you don't understand something or don't like it. Oh, yeah. And I've been there, done that. Let me just say that over and over again. Let me say that, too. (laughs) It's not a one time you you start a team and then it's perfect from then on out. We've got to put that disclaimer up front, Carrie. There's a lot of peopleliness when you are delegating something to a team or building a team. I feel that, Kim. I feel that and, and I've lived that as well because, and here's the thing, like it's lovely to paint this facade of, oh my goodness, I need help in my business, so I'm going to start with team member number one. And I guess we have this almost like a fairy tale to business of one will lead to another, will lead to another, and it will just grow and form and everything will be perfect and everything will look amazing and everything will go to plan. Some of us start without a plan, so sometimes that can be a bit messy and other times... It just doesn't go how we expect, Kim, because like you said, there's humans involved in this. So I say this all the time, guys, if every human on the planet was the same, it would be really boring. But when it comes to business, it's got a different level again, don't you think? I think so, Carrie. And I think that when you're looking at hiring someone to help you do something, you have to remember you can delegate tasks or you can build something together, like team-wise. And I do think there's a difference because if you're just wanting to delegate something, you're going to have to 
find someone who I'm going to call as a professional. You're going to need to find out their process for doing things. You're going to need to work within their way, not necessarily your way. And a lot of people start there. A lot of people start with that. But what I would like to talk about today specifically is how you move into the realm of team members like hiring virtual assistants, hiring people on your team, and not employees. We want to say that too. We're not talking employees. We're truly talking contractors or team members. We're talking about something different than hiring an employee that comes with lots of extra work just to get like the payroll set up, then that stuff. I don't think anybody should start their carry unless they have already understood business and are experienced at it. Well, Kim, I agree with that 100% because I feel like there's a beautiful place in the business world of having contractors. And it is, I feel, a cleaner way of actually bringing team members into a business because it's just not so messy. And I love what you said a moment ago, Kim, about how they work versus how we work, systems and processes, people do things differently. And I find, or I've found in my experience from working with other contractors, it's got a different feeling to it. It's just, it's just a different way of doing it that feels generally just a lot nicer. And I feel like it, it becomes more of a, a team environment when you're working with another contractor as opposed to potentially having an employee. And I think the employee element can bring a quick kind of aspect of overwhelm in that space, especially when we're newer in business. So I love all of that, Kim. So Kim, I think you should grab your bucket and I'll grab my boom gate and let's just take a quick little break. What do you think? Perfect, Carrie. We'll be back in a minute. This podcast is sponsored by Fire Up Groundwork Brigade Mastermind. Are you an entrepreneur who is focused on making an impact? But you haven't figured out how to make an income doing it? We spent years trying to figure out how to do both. And we realized the business adventure is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm Kim White. I'm the founder and fierce leader of the My Sexy Business team. And I'm Carrie Zarb, Aussie bucket of swearing sunshine. But not in this podcast. And she's a brilliant entrepreneur, by the way. We both understand how it feels to believe we are the only ones who can't figure things out. So we decided to join forces so we could get in the trenches with you. We lead a very special mastermind group so you can be confident in strategically implementing the right things in the right order so that you too can get the best possible results. We cover a variety of topics based on what you need, including building a business that you own and doesn't own you. We even address things like social media strategy and simple tech solutions. If you would like to meet other entrepreneurs who are living proof of what is possible, come and join us and the link is in the show notes. Well, and I'm going to bring a little spicy to to this conversation, but I want to make sure I say this as as a possibility, not as a this is always the case. And that is when you hire someone who is coming in as an employee, they have a different way of looking at things most of the time. 
they look at it as a paycheck. They look at it as what is the what is the thing you want me to follow? What do you want me to do um, that's already been established? Like they, there's just a different looking at it. A contractor comes in. It normally is beneficial to them if they do a good job, like beneficial to them, not because they're going to lose their job, but because they have potential to do more. They have potential to grow how much you pay them and not by a few cents an hour, but literally, you know, they can get more jobs from you. They can get more things um, that are like more responsibilities, like there's there's a lot of difference in that. They they can be very parallel, let me say that, but they also can be very different. So I want to talk about that really quickly, Carrie, because this is something to consider when you're starting a team is do you want someone who shows up consistently, either one, contractor or employee, needs to show up consistently but do you want someone who is showing up to fill a space or someone who is actually taking something off your plate that you need taken off your plate because you're busy? And Kim, I think when it comes down to that, especially when you look at an employee versus a contractor, there are more space holding opportunities out there in a, in a job sense for the employee versus having someone like you said, Kim, if a contractor comes in and they've got their own business and they're coming into your business, I don't know, there's this different level of almost uh, they're there to impress, they're there to improve, they're there to help. There's a completely different mindset that they can bring to the table. And I think likewise for us, it ships our mindset as well, seeing them as a professional coming in to help us we're more likely to take on board their recommendations if they've got feedback or suggestions. And I think it does form that working together, especially in a newer business where we may not have systems and processes. It gives us that opportunity to work with a like-minded person on the same path as us for the same reason as opposed to, and I agree with what you said before too, Kim, that a lot of employees come in and they're looking at you as a leader to give them exactly what needs to happen and what you expect them to do. And a lot, a lot of us as business owners, even sometimes when we're more seasoned, don't know what that looks like. It hasn't been built yet. We might be delegating for something for the very first time. So what is the process? What is? Is there a system? There's probably not a system. And therefore, when you've got an employee that's looking to you to lead versus someone that already has their own business and coming in to do the tasks, yeah, it's just, it's night and day from my experience. Mine too, Carrie. Like mine, mine too. And I think when you're talking about being a business owner, you're talking about being a leader. And when you hire someone that's a contractor that's leading their business, that's what you want is a leader helping you lead versus just someone who goes and does whatever and doesn't think for themselves. And not that all employees do that. Like we want to make sure where we're, our spicy is not over spicy. I think it's important to say that. 
It's just there's a difference that I have experienced with want to. Like I talk about your want to being broken. And I feel like contractors have a different level of keeping their position versus an employee who is there to do a good job. I'm not saying that. They're they're there to do a good job, but they're there to follow in a different way. And so I want to make that very drastically different feeling understood before someone goes out to hire someone. I think most people don't realize getting started with a team member, they can start very small because I'll just be honest, Carrie, I guess I'll throw another like spicy spinner in here, as you would say. Most people aren't very good at delegating, Carrie. Oh, that'd be me, Kim. (laughs) Honestly, like full confession. Absolutely. And, and I've, I'm still a work in progress in that space because as a business owner, we get busy and sometimes we just want to throw a task to someone and expect them. And we don't mean to. It's not an intentional act, but it's in your head. You know in your head what it's going to look like. So when you give it to someone else, you almost got this accidental, just send the, the brain waves to that human and tell them the thing and voila, we'll wave magic wands and it'll all magically happen. And I, I still catch myself out in those scenarios of going, oh, hang on a minute, maybe I just need to communicate a bit more. And when I don't know what it is, I have to be super vocal in explaining that. If I haven't got a map in my mind, if I haven't made the end result in a, in a kind of visual picture in my mind, I have to say that out loud and I have to consciously remember to do that. Otherwise, I'm, who am I helping? No one. I'm just trying to get something off my plate in a mad hurry. And what's the result going to be? That's not fair on anyone involved in the, in the project that you're working on. So, Kim, work in progress over here. Gary, I'm a work in progress as well. We want to not come off as experts of how to do this. We just have lots of experience. That's what I want to say out loud right now because I want to make sure everybody knows that part. But Gary, when you're first starting out, you have to look at what you're trying to delegate because you mentioned something that really is a red flag for delegating. Like when you're first starting out, you just want to throw a task at somebody and it's usually because you don't know how to do it. It's usually because you want somebody else to be responsible for something that you're actually responsible for. So it's dangerous when we go in delegating like that, when we're just pitching things out there and like, well, I don't want to do this anymore because this is uncomfortable or I don't want to do this because I don't want to learn how to do this. A lot of the things that I would say are customer service related, a lot of business owners are not very good at it. Like they're not very good at the knowing how to manage people or knowing how to help someone get something off your plate. Like they don't know how to help that process. So I would love to give a very, very practical, tiny tip today that may be a game changer for for other people listening. And that is, if you start out looking at what you do every day, and there's something that's repeatable on your list that somebody else could do in your stead, like talking to a client is not likely to think. 
But something like checking your emails or something like answering phone calls or returning phone calls, making wide arrangements, some of the things that you do repeatedly are where to start, in my opinion. Because if you can take off some of those, what can you do in that time to have that delegated? And then what do you do with that time? Does that build your business? Does that make more time for clients? What is it that you're wanting to delegate for? So I think that that's a good place to start. Do you agree? I absolutely agree, Kim. And I think the other side of it as well is because you mentioned it before about the tasks that we don't like potentially. So we've got to be really careful. And again, kind of what I mentioned before about being a work in progress, but be conscious and upfront with people about what you think of that task, what it looks like and what it's going to be. And if you don't know, have that conversation with the person. Let them know, okay, So we don't all need to wear the expert hat 24-7. So if you've got a team member coming in to do a certain thing and you've not done it, tell them. Just tell them. You're not, they're not going to think any less of you if you haven't done something before or if it's something that you haven't got your head around and you don't like, tell them that as well. People appreciate honesty and they can work better with you if you're being upfront and honest. So that's my tip of, of this episode, Kim. I love that tip, Carrie. You're, you're spot on. And, you know, I think whenever you are telling someone that you don't know how to do something or that's a very uncomfortable thing, it's uncomfortable because we as business owners want to want to look smart. We want to, you know, look like we know all the answers. But the truth is we don't know all the answers, even if we have giant businesses. You know, that that's a fallacy that we buy into that it's not, we don't know. We don't know everything. We don't know everything, even if we know a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> so let's say that. Absolutely, Kim. And, and I've probably become more and more honest. I've, I've always been honest, like growing up, it's always been part of my makeup, but I think I've become probably over honest. But it's taken a, it's taken some time to get really comfortable with that. And just have those out loud conversations and just put the cards on the table. There's nothing to hide here. And I know I'm going to benefit from that approach as well because I don't need to look like the smartest and and sound like the smartest and always be the smartest. So therefore, I'd, I'd rather be honest. And I've found I've gotten much better results that way as well. So Carrie, I want to give one more thing and then then we will like let everybody process this. I think one more thing is you can hire character or you can hire talent or you can hire both. And I think a lot of times when you're looking to hire someone in order to hire someone who's already trained doing the things and all that, you're going to pay a lot more. And it's worth it for the heavy lift being gone up front. Because someone who knows how to do something, and Carrie, I'm going to use you for an example. Someone who already knows how to run business finances is going to be a game changer for you and your business. It's going to be something that someone can, they can lean on you. Like you are someone somebody could lean on, a business owner could lean on, and not have to worry that something was going to be 
you know, messed up or wrong or any of that stuff. They don't have to worry about it. I think for financial things, they should get an expert or an authority or an experienced person. Like I do think that that's important. However, if you're wanting someone to return phone calls or you're wanting someone to do something that is, I'm going to call it less than finances. How's that? Can I, can I use it that way? <laughs> I think that's a great way, Kim. <laughs> if you're wanting someone to do some simpler things, if you want to hire someone who is, maybe they don't have the skills yet, sometimes that can be a really great opportunity for you and them. It's heavy training. Like you have to decide whether you're going to put out the bigger dollars or the bigger time effort. Because the first thing we do as business owners is, or as entrepreneurs even, we want to just, like you said, get rid of the task, but we don't count the cost of what it, what it costs us time-wise, training-wise, delegating-wise, because it's it's like worse up front, Carrie. I'm gonna, I think it's worse when you first start to do this than it is later on. I think so too, Kim. And that is something that anyone tuning in, anyone that's looking to build a team, even if it's just with one person to begin with, which is always where we start, you need to have that conversation with yourself. You need to assess yourself and understand where you are at in your business to make that decision. And again, you know, maybe don't go running around putting your hand up about the things that you don't know, but at least be honest with yourself about what do you look like in your business with these tasks today that you hope to delegate so that you can make the right decision. If it means you need the more experienced person and you need to pay a little bit more money, maybe that's where you're at. If you've got that extra time to put into someone that may be a little bit lower cost to teach them and train them and, and spend time with them, or it's a new process that you're going to build together, that's to be considered as well because we can go the wrong direction and we've done it. We're not perfect. Like, And this is why we're having this conversation. But really stop and think. Don't rush out there looking for someone until you're sure about who you're looking for. Ooh. Job description, <laughs> what they're going to do, be very specific with your own self first before you put it out there. I think that's gold carry for someone who's doing it. But I also want to encourage everybody to understand it. you don't have to look for somebody that's full-time 40 hours a week. And there are so many mamas in particular who want to work a few hours a month because they want to add or help with the income, you know, or they want extra spending money or they want something that is not the traditional 40 hour a week job. I know whenever I started, I hired someone and it's been, oh my goodness, I am kind of embarrassed because of how long it's been. Surely I'm not that old, Carrie, surely. I don't think you are, Kim. I'm, I'm sure we're in just in the last few years, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I remember hiring someone for five hours a month. And at the time, it was a big leap of faith because that was a lot of money that I felt like I didn't have. You know, my business, whenever the money was coming in, it was going right back out immediately. Um, but five hours a month was a game changer. 
because not only did that person take something off my plate, it opened up the five hours a month that I committed to doing more on my business. Like I committed to doing more and I started making more money because I then was able to go to like 10 hours a month and then like five hours a week. And and because I started out slow like that, I feel like it was so much less painful than, okay, so true confession before we like leave. I have hired someone who I thought it was going to take them a lot longer because it took me longer to do some things guaranteed them a whole lot of hours and then come to find out while I'm running around like a crazy you know person on a hamster wheel they're waiting for me to give them something because I overestimated how long it took to do something so they're actually sitting over they could have been on the beach drinking you know sipping drinks while I was on the hamster wheel still because I didn't understand how to delegate so that's a true story from my past of, you know, thinking thinking I needed to move quicker than I really needed to. Well, Kim, I love what you added about dedicating the time that you saved back into the business. I think that's another good conversation people can have with themselves, that they're going to do that. It's not, if you really want to delegate something because you need more time in your business, Make sure you're dedicating that. Make sure you're actually staying true to the purpose of bringing in a team member and taking advantage of that time gift that you're going to get and delegating yourself in the right capacity to make extra achievements. Because I think I've I've seen this a few times, Kim, and I, I would even go so far as to say I'm probably guilty myself of bringing in a team member thinking that I was going to do all these wonderful things with that extra time and it just where did it go it, it did it vanish did it disappear like what what happened that was not part of my plan because I probably wasn't very serious about it and I didn't dedicate that extra time into the right place myself yes and yes Carrie can I just say that <laughs> you can <laughs> Well, Carrie, I think that anyone who's listening who is considering this probably needs time to process this. So I'm wondering if we just stop here and we can go into a little bit more of like expanding the team and some of the differences in team things in another episode so that they can have time to consider what's on their plate that they can hand off to a team member. I think that's a great idea, Kim, and we're not here to overwhelm anyone. And certainly remember, guys, that you can replay these episodes over and over again and pick them up at any time. It may not be the time for you now to be thinking about team members, but six months from now, come back and have a listen. We're we're not going anywhere. We'll still be here. (laughs) That's right, Gary. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Kim. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you for joining Kim and Carrie in today's conversation of Buckets and Boomgates. Don't forget to follow the show to be the fly on the wall for future episodes, and they can't wait to chat with you next week.